Hello and welcome to episode 13 of The Perfect Cast. I'm Jack. And I'm Lisa. This week we cover Emma and RuPaul's Drag Race. Plus we also discuss The Twilight Zone, I'm Not Okay With This, Lisa's Got A New Game and much more. Yes. So first in our news is No Time to Die, the new James Bond film. They've pushed back the release date to November 12th November? in the UK. I thought it was coming out like next month. It was meant to come out in April, but they've pushed it back to November 12th, 2020 because of the coronavirus. Oh. Um, worldwide release dates are to follow, but US launch is November 25th, 2020, but they've pushed it oh. because of the coronavirus. A month before Christmas. Yeah. Last week there was a rumour that the UK Disney Plus would not get The Simpsons, but it has been confirmed that we will. We'll get over 600 episodes and... Yeah. All new episodes. All new... What? Will we get all new episodes? Because they're still making The Simpsons. Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> it just it just said, confirmed that over 600 episodes will be coming to Disney Plus. Nice. Because that was... It wasn't a deal breaker. A lot of people felt strongly about it. I like the fact that The Sim- In fact, I'll probably go back to watching, watching the, Simpsons. the Simpsons now it's on Disney yeah. Plus. In more Disney Plus news, Disney have announced that they will be teaming up with Sky, so Sky customers can add Disney Plus to Sky Q or Now TV. Oh, cool. So it's going to be integrated into deeper systems. Yeah, yeah so I think because Sky and Disney have quite a big um, contract and um, deal together right now, I think Sky didn't want to lose that, but it also meant that we get um, the Fox premieres on Disney Plus. Oh, cool. So um, that's a a bonus on, on the UK side. Yeah, definitely. And again, in Disney news, <laughs> this is the theme this week. This is big news. Okay, so Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, has stepped down effective immediately. Yes. And Bob Chapek is the new CEO of Disney. Now, Bob Iger is not leaving Disney. He is going to be Bob Chapek's boss until the end of 2021, right. which is good because personally... I know the news don't aren't meant to have opinions, but Bob Chapek is my least favourite person in the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> yeah. I just like the fact that one guy will say to the other, well, Bob, over to you, Bob. Well, at least you're happy. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me laugh. Over to you, Bob. Beanie Feldstein's How to Build a Girl gets a UK release of July 3rd. Oh, so this cool. is a film based on a book and it is highly anticipated. Right, I've never heard of it. Um, and finally, news that I'm not so happy about. Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson and Taryn Egerton have all signed up for a new Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, feed me Seymour. That, that's my news for the week. I could only find like movie news or Disney news. There wasn't much on That's elsewhere. fine. Well, that's the news we have. I hope that enlightens your week and I hope everyone's not too sad about Bob Iger. Rest in peace. Um, and just quickly from me for follow-up, um, for the past couple of episodes, I've been trying to get through Star Trek uh, Picard and I can't. I keep trying with it and... It's not your cup me, of tea. It is not my cup of tea at all. On the flip side of that, I absolutely smashed out the chef show. It's something we're not going to talk about in detail this week, but I finished chef show series three and it was fantastic as I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, whilst Mm -hmm. we're now into the start of March, the next set of Ghibli films has arrived on Netflix. We now have access to Arietti, My Neighbours the Amadas, 
The Cat Returns, Nausicaa, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, and The Tale of Princess Kaguya. I love The Cat Returns. Yes, it is a very good one. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be delving into a couple of those, and it's good to know that we can just find them as and when we need to. Yep, so that's it with the news. Yeah, boo-doo-boo. Right, so I think I'm the only one that watched a movie this week, is that right? Um, yeah, I watched a feature-length special, which doesn't really count as a movie. Okay, so I will go first, Yeah, that's okay. Perfect. Um, I went to go see Emma with my friend Neve, the... Friend of the pod. <laughs> so the synopsis for Emma is, Following the antics of a young woman, Emma Woodhouse, who lives in a Georgian and Regency-era England, and occupies herself with matchmaking in sometimes misguided, often meddlesome fashion in the lives of her friends and family. Ooh, I, like, because I did the post for this, I remember the trailer now. Mm-hmm. She's a bit... Sassy. Sassy. Yeah. And she, like, pulls pranks and stuff, doesn't she? She doesn't pull pranks. Right. <laughs> so I was unsure about this film. The only reason I went to go see it is because Neve wanted to go see it. Okay, fair enough. I went in with very low expectations because I'm not a huge fan of period dramas. They don't interest me at all. But this was actually really funny. You came out with... Great expectations. No, That's don't do that. Come out with. Come out with expectations. <laughs> because they were setting the scene in the first ten minutes, I was like leaning on my right. hand already, yeah. just like this is not for me. And right. then once they sort of introduced everyone and sort of given you, like, oh, Emma likes to set up her friends with people that they could potentially marry. Okay. Once you've got the hang of that, then you sort of know. What? Okay, this is what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun and whimsy. So she marries off one of her friends and then gets another friend and wants to do the same for her. But the guy that she tries to set her up with isn't interested in. In her, she's interested in Emma. He's interested yeah. in Emma, sorry. Right. Um. So that girl's feeling gets hurt because she had a potential husband. But Emma was like, no, no, this guy's better. Oh, but he I wasn't see. interested in her. He's oh, interested okay. in Emma. Ah, uh, right. So, so she's like, right, I can, I can get, I can do a better one. I can do a better one. Yeah, and yeah. Set her up again, but because she's messing with people, yeah, she doesn't realize she's doing it because people look up to her because she's wealthy, and she's sort of people less fortunate than her. She's sort of setting them up. Right. Okay. They're not like poor, but they're not as wealthy as her. They're not as high status. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Miranda's in it. Great. I absolutely hate Miranda. She's my favourite friend. You can tell it's a good film when you feel sorry for Miranda. Oh my god. <laughs> she just wants to be Emma's friend. Yep. And Emma's very rolls her eyes, doesn't want to know her. And then there's a scene where they're all having a picnic, a group of friends, and Emma insults Miranda, and it's nasty, it's and nasty, it's not, yeah. it's not needed, and it made me feel really sad. Is it like aimed to be nasty, or is it written where they don't think well, it's they, like? They say something like um, Emma wants everybody to say one thing that they think are boring about themselves. Okay. And um, Miranda says something like, "Oh, I can list five and she went, "Why would you list five when you could go on forever?" Oh. Uh, okay. And it's just like, well, that wasn't necessary. Why have you said something nasty like that? Well, maybe in that particular scene, they wanted you to see Emma in a bad light. No, they do. They want you to, sh- like, she's entitled and doesn't realise what yeah. her actions have effect yeah. on people. And people are like, hey, no, that's not okay. Uh-huh. And Miranda gets all upset. She gets more upset than she really needs to. But Emma's just like, oh, okay, I overstepped a mark here. Um, sort of, just sort of withdraws herself a little bit. It's it's good. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't know if I'd watch it again, but that's just because I, I'm not into that sort of Costume film. drama. Yeah, I'm not. The thing but, is, with costume dramas, Lisa, once you remove the costumes, they're probably pretty good. Well, and they talk in... Naked dramas. Oh, Jesus. 
Um, <laughs> but sorry, what I actually meant by that I is knew when, what you, you meant, yeah. when you when you take <clears throat> the same story but apply that not in that era, it might be really good. Yeah. No, I, I do think it's a good story. Um, I liked all the characters. I rooted for the fella that was after it. Like, not after it, but, you know, fancied her. Yeah. Bill Nye's in it and he's fab. Everyone likes a bit of Bill Nye. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. I give it three and a half out of five. Okay. So, yeah, yeah I thought you, knowing your usual reviewing, I thought you'd go lower, but... Well, what can I say? Oh, I liked that's it. That's good to know. That's good to know. So, you wouldn't watch it again? Maybe, but I wouldn't. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think like, I'd be like, oh, I fancy watching Emma. Yeah, but you might watch it like, like, was like with your mum on the couch. The yeah, I think if someone invited me to watch right. it, I'd watch it, yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't go out of my way. I'm not a costume drama Mm-mm. type person they do my head in it's just the way it takes them so long to say anything it's not I think it's quite witty so it's it's yeah, quite it's fast not, paced yeah it's not it's not quite like that yeah I think maybe it's just I'm I mean sometimes s- they say like poncy words but you know what I'm probably just stuck in my ways about it and should broaden my well that's view why I went to go see this and watch it yeah cool right Emma Shall I do my film, not film? Yeah, sure. So it's not a film, but it's also not a TV show. I watched Pete Davidson's new special on Netflix, which was Alive from New York, which is a play on Live from New York, Uh because he is a regular on Saturday Night Live. So essentially, it's his special. I think it was about 50 minutes to an hour long. He's basically telling some personal stories on stage in his usual format of self deprecating jokes and yeah. sort of stoner type humour. I reckon I probably laughed at about 75% of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't all winners. Some of them not 100% agreed with, but other at the same time, and as he also explains, he's telling jokes and sometimes there's a lot of controversialness in his jokes yeah. or the, that particular subject is quite delicate right now because it's just being dragged through the media or anything like that. But essentially... Uh, Pete draws from a lot of dark and personal places, which is something a lot of stand-ups do. Yeah. But if you know much about Pete Davidson, you, is that you understand yeah, that these are some, like, really, just, like, really dark, dark but truthful uh, places. And if he can laugh about it, then he's trying to make everybody else laugh yeah. about it, yeah. essentially. Personally, I like Pete Davidson. I mm-hmm. like his style of comedy. And as long as you take his stories with a pinch of salt, it is an entertaining 50 minutes um, yeah, like I walked in while you were watching it. Yeah. And he was making jokes about his breakup with Ariana Grande. Right. And at first I was like, oh God, like, should he be saying stuff like that? And then yeah. the longer I watched it, I was like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, and I, also I you... get where, like, the type of humor he's yes. going for. And you'd come in halfway through the story, so you'd missed his sort yeah. of setup. He wasn't saying this from a, a spiteful Oh, no, point he wasn't of view. being negative. It was but... a little bit like, here's some revenge jokes. Yeah. Because um, I, as far as I know, maybe she shot first. Yeah. But, I, you know, that's not what... His show wasn't in initially about that, but I think he knew... People would expect People to would expect that. to hear about yeah. it. And it's also such recent, you know, in the last sort of year news that it would be a good way to attract viewers and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but he did save the best to the last. And that was with stories and jokes about his dad, uh, which, if you don't know, Pete Davidson's dad was a firefighter who passed away um in uh, in 9/11 in the World Trade Center. Um he was one of the first on the scene and yeah never never came back out. Pete Davidson's just recently done a TV documentary where he visits some of his old uh some of his dad's old friends and relatives. 
and they tell a bunch of stories yeah. for him and I, I'm not going to say yeah. the story now um, because I'll just ruin it but that last sort of 10 minutes is one really compelling and also really funny yeah um, especially when he sort of blends his dad's lifestyle with his dad's career choice yeah that's all I'm yeah say. yeah for me, this uh, it's not the best stand-up I've seen, mm-hmm. but it's definitely heartwarming at times, interesting at times. He does some really funny bits about Louis, he does some really funny bits about Louis C.K. Just general getting high, uh, reasons why he doesn't use the internet, and his breakup with Ariana Grande. Yeah, um, all all very entertaining things uh, to discuss. So I give it a four out of five. Oh, fab! And okay. I recommend you go. Back and watch the whole thing. I did enjoy what I saw. Um, I didn't think I would because he looks like a weasel and he talks like... Yeah. yeah. So I'm always a bit like, oh, I'm not sure about Pete. But he, I did enjoy what I saw of the last 10 minutes. Yeah, he has he has like a way of talking. Yeah. And it's very millennial. He'll say like every other couple of words. <laughs> And use certain bits of slang that maybe isn't even millennial. Maybe it's like whatever he's after us, us though, Gen he? Z. Yeah, he's like twenty four, twenty five. He's not twenty four. Like no way. I don't know. He's younger than us. He's though. younger than us. I don't think he's because he said he was Seven. eight when his, oh, dad right. died, when his dad died. So that's only like three years. Oh okay. Than us. <laughs> oh well, he's twenty six. Yeah. Um. Still, he has quite a young sense about him. Yeah. Um, which I imagine the older demographic may find annoying. However, can't judge that. So okay, <laughs> there we go. Just rat- rattling on now. Right. So what have you been watching this week? Um. So as I said last week, RuPaul's Drag Race season twelve is finally on the telly. It's on Netflix. The first episode shows us only a handful of the season's drag queens, which is a twist they've used before. And I have to say, a twist that I kind of find annoying. Oh, God. So they only show like six or seven of the 12. Right. And I'm just like, just show us them all. I don't... Just stop dragging it out. Let me just see them all. No pun intended. Get out of the way. (laughs) But I, I found it quite funny how the American queens were like... The British queens are like quite messy and not polished. Did they say that? Yeah, these girls need to look in the mirror. Really? Yeah, the, I don't mm. think they're that. Pol- I don't think they're as good as they, they like to think they are. Like right. Aquaria, she was like a tidy drag queen, but uh, 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 some of these girls, mm-mm. not impressed. No, got no favorite so far. Um, the only two that I, because obviously they're only showing half of them. The yep. only two queens that I found myself liking in the first episode was Nikki Doll, who is a French person who's come over to America and started doing drag. Right. She was quite funny and she kept getting like little weird drunk and she was just like a bit sassy. Right. I liked her. Mm-hmm. But I also really like Gigi Good. Right. Um she she looks like the nineteen fifties Barbie doll. Oh, okay. Like she's stunning. Oh, right, okay. But strange looking. I I really like her. But yeah, this week's challenge was to perform a rap in front of Nikki Majaj. <laughs> <laughs> This week's challenge is to perform a rap in front of Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Even really, Nicki oh, well Minaj. Well <laughs> it was fun and a good way to introduce the first lot of the girls, but again, I'm not loving the format. So what annoys me here is this is a competition, mm-hmm. but half of them have already skipped the first round. 
yeah so from the next week on rupaul's drag race it looks like the should like the merge them so i don't think the first lot of, the second lot of girls will have to do their own individual challenge right but spoiler alert fast forward 30 seconds if you've not seen this week's episode no one goes home this week ah okay so that, that yeah also felt it's like a waste sort of, of time. like a wasted format it really though, isn't it? is i hate it when they do this Ugh. just Bring us all the girls. I want to see the intro where they all walk in and say something stupid. Just show. I, I hate yeah. this format. Give me the show I'm used to watching because that's why yeah. I've come back to watch it. So next week, when all of the girls are here, right? That's when I'll tell you what I think. So far, just from the Instagram, there's one girl that I'm looking forward to seeing, but I'll tell you next week. Cool. Right. Well, we'll we'll follow up with RuPaul uh, next week. Yeah. What we've been watching together. Uh, I'm not okay with this. Why do you want to watch it alone? Good one. Oh, how, long, how long have you been keeping that one ready to go? Uh, so this is a new series that's uh, available on Netflix. Do you want me to do a synopsis? You can do a synopsis. A teenager navigates the complexities of high school, family and her sexuality while de- dealing with a new superpower based on the Charles Foreman's graphic novel. Cool. I didn't know it was based on a novel. No, neither did I until, until I you, googled you it. Until you looked it up. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's pretty much the, the same uh, synopsis I have. Uh, as well it reminds me of sex education mm-hmm. but also like completely different story yeah but in a way it's sort of set in that again with the like old feel but they've all got phones yeah everything looks 70s everyone dresses a bit 70s, 70s but they've all got and it's quite phones. like grainy and um it's not saturated it's, like that noise it's quite saturated it, it? it's yeah. quite brown yeah brown browns and yeah. w- wood and I'm... you said like everything all everything's just covered in Wood, all the hat holes yeah, are wood. everything's wooden panelled. I'm really enjoying the show. Like, you can see how it's directed from the same people as um, End of the Effing World. Oh, yes, um, definitely. It's also by the people who did Stranger Things as well. Right, yeah. Um, it's like an American drama, and it's quite a sad storyline that she's, like, going through, but it's also kind of relatable. Yeah, in a way, in a weird... Because, like, everyone feels like they're a bit different from time to time or you don't belong and a bit like a freak. Yeah. Obviously, she's an extreme version of that because she's got powers, but I think everyone can, like, relate to you doing something that you regret when you're a teenager and you're just super embarrassed. Yeah. And you do just want to run away and explode. Yeah, I get, yeah. So it's this normal thing that teenagers go through, but hers has this, like, yeah. extra boom to it, yeah. essentially. Yeah, so I watched the trailer for it, and when it first started, I was like, "Dear Diary, go mm. yourself." Oh please! I was like, "Oh Stop my god!" Stop doing the American god. accent. <laughs> I hate it when you do American why? accent. I bet that sounds. Dear really Diary. Good. That's what she said. Anyway, you sound like that Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Jimmy Fallon character. She's like, "Yeah, I'm like that." That was the thing. But uh, she doesn't sound like I that. I know she doesn't sound like that, but I was exaggerating how she sounds so that people know in That's my head upsetting. how I thought she sounded. Okay. So actually she's more like like nothing like that stereotypical valley girl that Jimmy Fallon does. Yeah. But when as soon as someone's like, Dear Diary, go yourself. I'm like, it's gonna be a crappy teenager angsty show. And you're just following this annoying girl around. Which, do you know what? It, it is. But it's also really good. Yeah, well, she's relatable, like I said. So, like, you feel for her. That's it. Her dad's 
killed himself. Yes. So she's left alone with her mum who's got two jobs on the go, working 60 hours a week. Or 80 hours a week, did she say? Yeah. Like, trying to do as best she can for the kids. But she is a teenager and you don't see that kind of thing when you're that age. You just think about yourself. This comes back to, like, the point of the sort of whiny protagonist. Yeah. Um, but because of the characters around them, you, you feel for everyone in the show. Yeah. How much does... The, the main boy, mm. right, remind you of Otis from Sex Education plus the ginger lad from Santa Clarita Diet. He's like a blend of the two. Mm, maybe. It's just like, listen to the way he talks and the way he acts. He's just sort of like... I get the Santa Clarita thing. I yeah, didn't see... Otis. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm muddling up Otis with... Um... Eric. Eric, So, yeah. yes, yes, definitely Otis vibes. Yeah, so he's got, like, the nervousness. Yeah. And then the, like, geekiness of both Otis and the guy from Santa Clarita, but I think because Otis is British. Yeah, I was going to say, because he's American. It's, he's got the it's more just a, Americanisms a, a nerdy little pothead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. likes yeah, yeah. the 70s and thinks VHS is good. Yeah. <laughs> so... We're now four episodes in, mm-hmm. um, and a lot has happened, but also I'm ready for, like, the the drop. And I think... Yeah, because af- it keeps teasing something I that's think coming, but after that the end the of, I think after the end of episode four, we're at that point where it's like, right, here's something new. Here's something you haven't seen, and yeah. this is what's going to keep you gripped, which is really good because, like, I think they can tell... Oh, people are going to be invested up until this point. Yeah. Because uh, another weird thing about the show is it's only... It feels like it would be a 45 to 60 minute episode. episode series, but the episodes are only 25 to 30 minutes long. Which is crazy because every time it's finished, I'm like, that was like 10 minutes. How it, How is it over right? already? And it doesn't feel like it's... But that just means we're enjoying it, it's, I guess. It's fast paced, but nothing feels like it's being delivered to you too quickly. Yeah. Which basically, one thing I found with it is there's not really any scenes where you're like, oh, just move this along. Oh, I don't need to know this. Yeah, it's, it's just boom, 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 boom. And it's it sets up the characters enough. So, like, this lad, you think, okay, he's a pretty cool guy. He's got a great Stan. taste in music. Uh, yeah, Stan. Like, how have you managed to get all these, like, videos and records? And it's that classic using um, retro and vintage yeah. equipment instead of choosing, like, new and digital. Um, well, just new and digital. It doesn't matter which like where it is in, in pop culture just more why have you gone for the retrograde format when you could have well he also dresses in like ruffle yeah electric blue suits and right stuff like that exactly so he dresses like my dad in the 60s mm-hmm. although it wasn't the 60s because he was like fine your dad in the 70s in the 70s um yeah so he has all of this outdated equipment but then like he has mentioned his dad but or he's mentioned males in his family hmm but then you see him for the first time and he's essentially an alcoholic who doesn't seem to be there. But when he is, you know, the next time you see him after that scene, he's got a black eye. Oh, I thought that was from the car accident. It's But maybe you're right. It's because he says, they're talking about the lives in the bowling alley. No, no. And then he says, you know, my my life's not perfect or something along the lines yeah, of... Yeah, I didn't even click on... Because I was thinking, did he have a black eye in school? No, it's... He got, like... He comes back home with the car smashed up. With the car smashed up. His dad steps outside and he looks kind of fearful at his dad. 
then the next scene is in the bowling and alley and it's got a black eye. I didn't even think of that. Didn't put two and two together. I just thought that was from the car accident. And it's that classic thing as well with the protagonist, the whiny protagonist. She's so caught up in her own stuff. She doesn't realise other people have got crap going well, on. Well, she just sort of passes over it. Yeah. He says, oh, I've got things going on in my life. And he's a bit blasé about it. You know, yeah. He's not saying, oh, woe be me. My life's crap. Yeah. But she just doesn't. Eat. She's not she's even too like. Focused on oh, herself. I'm so. I'm so. Yeah. Are you okay? Like it is just the Sydney show. Yeah. Um, I want to give this a four and a half out of five. I'm really enjoying this show. Yeah, I've given it a four out of five as yeah. well. Well, sorry, not as well. I've gone half less. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited for more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can't wait. I don't know how many episodes there are, but I I look forward to watching it. Yeah, me too. And because they're so short, yeah, like it's an easy watch. Like. We'll it's probably finish recording this and throw yeah. another one on because yeah. it is, it it yeah, it is exactly that. It is, you're not you're not feeling like, like we still need to finish watching The Outsider. <laughs> we are thoroughly enjoying it. It's just but long episodes. It's long and a hard watch. Yeah. So it's it's entertaining, isn't it? But, yeah. You know, you come home tired, and we say to each other, "Oh, should we put an episode of The Outsider on?" It's like, uh, something easier. Maybe something easier. Yeah. This is a perfect, nice and easy. Yeah. Because um, even if it does get a bit dark, it's over in half an hour. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where we're at. End of episode four. Things are getting, things are moving on. Mm. What else? I think the only other thing we watched um, is another sort of supernatural like show. Oh, I was so excited. And it's a show which um, I don't this. understand why no one else is buzzing about it. Like, I feel like America's had it for a while and I've not heard anybody talk about it. We're talking about the Twilight Zone. Oh my God, it's so good. Like you said, so I've been talking to people like at work or with friends. I'm like, oh, we've been watching the Twilight Zone with big excited look on my face. And they just give me a blank stare. I've got a clue, yeah. And I don't know whether it's because... Well, I, you know, I'd heard of it from other TV shows and just general pop culture. Honestly, the only reason I know what the Twilight Zone is is because of Walt Disney World, Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror. I think I heard of it on a stand-up, and I can't remember who it is, but the line they use is something, it's like, hey, it's like an episode of the Twilight Zone where they're like, in a world where shoes aren't your friends. And yeah. that's like, that's the joke. Yeah, I can't remember for the life of me what it's from, but I was like, "Oh, cool, Twilight Zone." That sounds really cool. And then after watching the intro, it's very like <laughs> the Mighty Boosh intro, where they're like, "We're now entering a world full yeah. of time and space." In the world of the Mighty yeah. Boosh, like very similar, and they fly on the Mighty Boosh. They fly perspective, first person perspective into another world, Twilight Zone. Same thing. Twilight Zone was around first though. Oh the yeah. 60s. Oh yeah. So what this I'm is saying. a this is a remake of the sixties Twilight Zone and it's remade by Jordan Peele. Yes. Who brought us Get Out Us uh Key and Peele uh, amongst a lot of other good things. Yes, definitely. And um he is oh I can't remember the guy, I wanna say it's like Rod something, the guy who used to host it. He does that now, so he does the introduction to the story that you're going to watch for that week. He does the outro for that week's story. It is really good. And they do it in the same sort of um, manner. So he's in a suit, he's walking towards the camera, just having a little chat. Yeah, and he speaks okay. very, not monotonal, but just in this just deep, calm, calm yeah. eerie voice, isn't and it? And I think because it's a weird story, the fact that he's so calm is like, what's wrong with you? Oh, I, 
I've been so excited watching this series. Like, we literally both got goosebumps watching it, and the actors they've got for each episode are really good. So oh, we've only so seen good. two episodes so yes. far. The first episode had Adam Scott, amongst others. Yep. Um, but he was the lead character. And then the second episode was... Camille Nanjiani. Yes. So Adam Scott, um, if you don't know him, is uh, Ben from Parks and Rec. He's also in Big Little Lies. And Camille Nanjiani is famous from Silicon Valley, The Big Sick, and Deep Cut, Franklin and Bash. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it, it bothers me when they introduce Camille Nanjiani onto shows, and they're like, he's from this one and this one. I'm like, and he's from Franklin and Bash. But no one watched Franklin and Bash, so... Ah. Anyway. Um, the first episode is Adam Scott's character. is a bit of a... He's, he's suffered from depression, and he's trying to get past one of his little breakdowns. Yeah. He gets onto a flight which has been delayed to the time 10.15. Yep. But the, ta- the flight is also flight number 10.15. As he sits on the plane, he notices in front of him in his seat pocket. Yeah. Somebody's left an iPad. I- iPod, sorry. Um, and it's halfway through playing a podcast about the missing flight 10.15. So he's obviously got to listen and find out what the heck's going to happen to him on his Flight. Well, this is it. He, without delving too much further than that, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> that that's a really perfect setup without any spoilers. Yeah, and it just keeps you like you're just guessing, and you're seat. just like, what what's going to happen next? Like it's stress, it's stressful, but in an exciting way. So this episode as well is a remake of an existing episode. I don't know. I don't know for a fact. I don't want to say like, yes or no. Okay. Well, either way. This episode gives me definite lost vibes mm. down to the fact that it's the same repeated number, 10.15. It's flight 10.15. Time was it, 10 the time 15. was 10.15. Everything was 10.15. I can't remember what the lost numbers, but it was like 11, yeah. 13, 16, 22, 43, whatever, something like that. And those numbers repeat themselves throughout. And obviously lost span over six series. This is only over one episode. Yeah. But it's a plane. It's the same numbers. It, it, you know, it's got lost vibes. Yeah. Um, oh, but when so it sets up the episode. Yeah. Then uh, Jordan Peele turns up and does a little bit of a intro. Yeah. And the rest of the episode continues, and then Jordan Peele arrives at the end. That moment when he arrives at the end, both episodes, I was like, oh, I got goosebumps, <laughs> and I was like, oh god, like he's all. And that is where you don't enter the Twilight Zone, which is a really bad impression. <laughs> really, <laughs> but that's you know he's got that like deep voice again. Yeah. You're like, oh god, this episode is so good, and then you really makes you want to watch the next one. Yeah, oh. I, I like the way every episode is a completely different story, but you'll know you'll pick up on little things that were in the last episode. So this episode, there's a monkey teddy. And in the second yes. episode, you spot the monkey teddy just in the background Somewhere or something. Else, yeah. So, like, you just pick up on little things with, or like, you see, what's his name? Sorry. Camille Nangiani. You see Camille Nangiani on a magazine cover while Adam Scott's in the airport. Oh, so that's the thing. You haven't, you don't even know he's in episode two. Yeah, but I, I just saw him on the cover and I was like, oh, look who it is. And then he was in oh. the next episode. So. And if you watch episode two, it now explains why he'd be on the cover yeah. of episode one. Oh, now I'm even more excited for episode yeah. three. So uh, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying this show. So many times. I don't get why no one else is excited for it. I don't get why it's only on sci-fi and not on like Sky Atlantic or something bigger. It's so good. It's on sci-fi, channel sci-fi, which I think is a Sky channel. I don't think it's on Freeview, but you can watch it on Now TV and Sky. Yes, yes, 100%. So if you've got Now TV, 
get on the Twilight Zone. Oh my god, it's like it's not quite like Goosebumps for adults because Goosebumps has like scary Uh, monsters in, and so far there hasn't been any scary monsters. But it's that same feeling. It's a bit creepy without anything creepy happening. Yeah, it's just psychological. It's cool. Oh yeah, like it's just mysterious enough for you to be like, "Mm, that you know it, it. it takes you out of your comfort zone yeah. into the twilight zone. Oh, <laughs> no, but it takes you out of that out of that comfort zone. You're like, oh, what's going to happen to this person? Yeah. What's you know? And it's usually like feels like a curse or it's not magic. It's it's just hard to explain. It's the twilight zone. It's the twilight zone. I um excited to watch the rest of this series. I'm giving it a four out of five. High rollers all week. I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five. Oh gee, whiz. purely because it's just. Oh, it's exciting. Yes, excuse me. The burp stinks. Um, I have one more show to talk about. Oh, okay. You go for it. Uh, I'll make it quick. Um, so, Altered Carbon Series Two uh, just dropped on Netflix. So, if you have seen Series One, great. Just dive straight into Series Two because it just picks up from where it left off. If you haven't seen Series 1, I recommend going back and watching that before Series 2. you can't just pick it up. It's not easy. You you can, but it doesn't explain as to what's going on and why people are so just, like, blasé about the terminology that they use. Okay. Um, So, the quick synopsis, uh, the Series 2 continues the story of Takeshi Kovac. After the dramatic ending of Series 1, we pick up with Kovac on his mission to learn what happened to Kelchris Falconer, the leader of the rebel group, right? Okay. Okay. Doesn't really make it... That's that's keeping it relatively (laughs) spoiler-free. Okay. Alter Carbon is a science fiction set in a world where real death no longer happens and essentially your mind is installed on a chip which gets inserted into a sleeve a sleeve being the slang word for a human body wait is this the new greg daniels no that's space force no no greg daniels has got a new tv show that was coming to netflix this season right this month and it's essentially you die but your brain gets downloaded onto a chip and then you put it into the computer and it sets you up in a new world but you don't realize you've died um that's sort of the same concept but i think i think that's because it's greg daniels i assume it's a a comedy no with this so you don't get input you're not in a new world You, you might be on a different planet than the one you originally died on right but you are definitely in the. Um, so what tends to happen is when you get spun back up, right. um, which is the, like the term they use for rebooting um, or putting your chip from one sleeve into another after you've you've died. You can still, even though you're not real dead. What say I've got the chip in me, yeah. and someone shot me through the heart. That sleeve would be done for. My human so form would be yeah but done. But as long as I'm just still like in that, soul almost. sort of, as long as that chip's still intact, they can pull that out, put me into right, someone else, else, and I'll wake up remembering what's happened, and I'll probably be okay. in shock because I'll be like, "Oh my god, what, what the like heck?" Like the Kevin Costner and Ryan Reynolds film. Uh, right. We talked about it last okay. week. <laughs> um, it's a little bit when they wake up. It's a little bit like that scene in the Matrix where Neo wakes up in that farm full of loads of things, apart from there's only one thing, but they have to pull this pipe out of the mouth and it's kind of Ew. disgusting. Um, so, yeah, it's it's set up in this like massively science fiction world, which is why I recommend watching Series 1, because it doesn't come as quite a shock. Right. Um, series 2, instead of... The, the, the story's changed from Series 1 because that sort of came to an ultimate ending with a big 
cliffhanger. Uh, series two follows a different path, um, which it's it's really hard to discuss without getting into spoiler territory. Yeah. So I won't. But there's some familiar faces along the way. Um, there's a few more action sequences than series one. The guy playing Takeshi Kovacs in series two is Anthony Mackie, who plays Falcon in the Marvel series. And um, oh, he'll be playing Captain America, won't he? In the new yes, yeah, Captain that's Americas. the guy. That is the guy. And uh, Lisa just went to me um, whilst we were mid discussion. Oh, is this the the series where the guy visits the robot sex place? Yeah. Um, and it is the that's. The oh, series. it's on episode, and that was. It's not for me. It's not for Lisa. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. However, I'm only going to give it a three and a half out of five because mm-hmm. not much car. No, it just it <laughs> could be better. Right. Okay. I I I'm excited to see if there's going to be a series three. Excited. I'm excited to see if there will be. Oh, so you're not excited for a series? Well, I'm in two minds. Like there could be. It was okay. It was okay. Okay. You know, not great. And then lastly, very quick, uh, new series of Better Call Saul. Oh yeah, is out. I've started it. I'm really enjoying it. It's just like the other episodes of. We'll review it properly next week. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So get started on Better Call Saul. Here's your warning. Right. Shall we play a blooming game? Yes. Game time. Whoop, whoop. It's a new game. Another new game. Another new game, kind of. It's a new game to us. Yep. I've stolen this off another podcast. Right. A bit naughty. So the podcast, I've taken it off. They show me, they introduced me to this idea. Um, I'd stole it off the Mad Chatters, which is a Disney Walt Disney World podcast that I listen to because I'm really cool. Um, they're a great podcast. If you're interested in Disney or Walt Disney World, check them out. Yeah, so they're also really nice guys. In the, they are. In, yeah, we ha- we life. hung out with a few of them in real life. Um, they stole this game, however, from a board game which you can buy on Amazon for twenty pounds. Guys, come on! <laughs> called Linky L I N K E E. You don't see us stealing games. <laughs> Right, so I'm going to give you an example just so you can figure out what's going on. So what I do is I'll give you three clues. Yep. The answer to them three clues are clues to the answer. Right, so the main answer comes from the three clues. The three clues. So clue clue number one, a group of singers in a church is... Um, A choir. Yeah. Maria in The Sound of Music's first job. Uh, Maria in The Sound of Music. Yeah, she was a nun. Okay. And then the last clue was... Oh, is she the main one? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was one of the... No, no, no. Brats. The last clue is a cushion that makes a trumping sound. Uh, whoopee. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's choir, nun, and whoopee, which means the movie... These are all movies, by the way. The movie would be... Sister Act. Sister Act. So that's how the game works. Cool, right. So you might want a pen and paper to write down your clues to figure out... Okay, are and you, you ready? you also might want to know who Maria from Sound of Music is. <laughs> well, hopefully your clues are easy. Right, question one. The name of Sarah Chalk's character in Scrubs. Uh, okay. You've got, you got to say them. Oh. It's a podcast. Uh, oh, sh- sugar, it is. Um, I'm get Sarah Chalk. Yeah. I didn't know this was an actress's name, but I'm guessing it's Elliot. It's Elliot, right. yeah. Number two, the actress in Fifty First Dates. That's the Adam Sandler one. Yeah. Drew... Drew. Barrymore. Barrymore, thank you. I knew it was a Drew. And number three, a creature from another planet. Uh, an alien? Yeah. So we've what are your got three clues? Drew, a, Elliot, Drew Barrymore, and alien. 
So what would the film be? Elliot. <laughs> Say Elliot slowly. Elliot. Did that not help? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, E.T. It is E.T. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've only seen it once when I was uh, small. Okay, question man. two. Grimm's brothers wrote these kind of stories. Um, fairy tales. Yeah. Question two. A Canadian actor famous for Austin Powers. Mm, Mike Myers. Yeah. And finally, Snow White, Ariel, and Sleeping Beauty are all what? Snow White, Ariel, and, and Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty, Beauty are all what? Princesses. Yep. So, what would the film be? If what what are your clues? Sorry. My clues are fairy tales, Mike Myers, and princesses. So, what do you think the film is? Shrek. Yep. <laughs> cool. Wayne's World. Yes. <laughs> Question three. Babe is what kind of animal? Babe is a pig. Mm-hmm. In the city. Actor who plays David Brent. That is Richard Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. The name of the man helping Villanelle in Killing Eve. Oh, Constantine. So what are your three clues? Uh, Pig. Yeah. Constantine. Yeah. And Ricky Gervais. So what do you think the film is? Pig, Ricky, Constantine. What's this got to do with Constantine? (laughs) And... Oh! Sing. No. Oh, Excited. Ricky Gervais. Mm. I'm assuming he's in it. If yeah. that's it. It's a film I really like. Oh, oh, it's yeah. It's the Muppets Most Wanted. It is the Muppets Most Wanted. That was a hard one. Sing. <laughs> I got excited at a singing pig. Okay. Never even seen that film. Don't want to. Question really. four. Four. Another word for a basin. Basin, as in like the thing you do the dishes in. Yeah. A sink. Yeah. When water freezes, it becomes... Ice. And the actor who fought a bear during The Revenant. The Revenant is Leonardo So what are your three clues? Sink, ice, Leonardo DiCaprio. So what's the film? Um, It's Titanic. Yeah. Titanic. It is the film Titanic. Okay, and this is the last one now. I don't know if this one's a stretch, okay? Right, okay. Because <laughs> all the others haven't been stretches. Do you think? No, it was a joke. Oh. They've all been really good. Thank you. Number one, Toto's famous song, most famous song. Toto? Yeah. Doesn't sing, he's a dog. Okay. That's my answer, because I don't... Rain Down in Africa. It's just called Africa. Right. Speaking of dogs, we've just set next door's Toto off. Who sang Get the Party Started? Oh, that's a stretch for me, Lisa. Come on. I'm coming out, so you better get this party started. I said, I'm coming up, so we better get this. Girls Loud. No, it's a American Spice. solo artist. A bit grungy, likes to do acrobats. Avril Lavigne. She's a colour. Pink. <laughs> And finally, <laughs> Christina Ritchie's character in The Adams Family. Wednesday. So can you read back your three clues? <laughs> yeah. Africa. Yeah. Asia. Dinosaurs alive and well. <laughs> right, right here, here in Disney's, Disney's Animal, Animal Kingdom, Kingdom Park. Park. <laughs> this isn't a mad child's piece of fun. Let's get serious now. Uh, Africa. Yeah. Pink. Yeah. Wednesday. So what do you think the film is? That 
isn't a stretch at all. This is Tina Fey's masterpiece, Mean Girls. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm surprised you got that one. I'm really happy. She, Lindsay Lohan's character, came from Africa. Yeah. On Wednesdays, they were pink. Yeah. And that ties two and three together. Could have even thrown that one that I'm supposed to not know who she is, Rachel McAdams, in because little known, well-known fact, she plays Regina George. She does play Regina George. What did you think of my new game? And you know what? I was personally whatevered by Regina George. Victimised. Thank you. Do you know what my favourite thing in that film is? Okay. The mathlete bit. Okay. It's not really. I just like his little rhyme. That game oh, was Kevin, really... Kenny G. Yeah. Not Kenny G. <laughs> the game was really fun. Like, I like the fact that it wasn't just, here's a question, boom, answer. Yeah. And then, you know, move on. Yeah, it's fun to do them like that. But I feel like we do five questions and then next thing it's over. Yeah. So it's, it's just a bit of a different yeah. way of doing it. So again, thank you, Mad Chatters, for giving me this idea. Well, let me steal. Well, actually, it didn't let me. I just did it anyway because, you know, Scouser. Yeah. Um, please take that out. I don't want people to say, you know, Scouser. Um, well, thanks, Mad Chatters, for letting us uh, steal that because, you know, Lisa's a Scouser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, so, yeah, like, I quite enjoyed making that one. I would like to thank Chloe for helping me make it. Yep. She was my guinea pig to see if I was doing a good job or not. Chloe, friend of the pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, any cool things? My one cool thing isn't that cool. It's kind of sad, but I got very excited today when I was writing my notes. Right. Um, because I copied and pasted something on my phone. and No, I co- because I copied something on my phone and then I was able to paste it on my iPad. God, no, no, no that's really cool. Is it? That, oh, man, I love okay. stuff like that. Did I you was, know you could do that? No. Oh, man, so, I got really yeah. excited about that. So I've named my phone Propit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask why. So I copied, and when I was doing the news research, I yeah. copied an, a bit of an article and then I pressed right-click on my iPad, pressed paste, and it was like copying, pasting from Propit. And I was oh super God. excited. I was like, this is so cool. We're in the future. <laughs> on on another podcast I like to listen to called Design Details, which yeah. is where I got the idea of one doing a cool thing at the end of the podcast yeah. from. Um, one of their cool things was a keyboard that does the same thing, but he has a Windows PC or mm. a Windows laptop and um, a, Mac. a Mac, but he has them both attached to the same keyboard. And all he has to do... And, he can move his mouse from one... What the heck? ...to the other. <gasps> can we do that so I can get Planet 2? And copy and paste. And copy and paste with the keyboard. So it works across both systems. That's crazy. And the pants. keyboard copies and pastes it across. Well, now you just uh, ruined mine. And no, we can't do that so we can get <laughs> Planet 2. Because <laughs> we don't have an Windows there. machine. Um, right, my cool thing, and it's... Is it that d- we're going to set quick. up a PayPal so people can donate to Lisa's Planet Zoo Fund? It's no, my birthday. No, but we could do, but no. <laughs> okay, what's your cool It's your birthday coming up. It's really not that cool. Is it as cool as mine? Nowhere near as cool as yours. <laughs> Jeez. But I was on IMDb the other day on the app, and I saw a thing that said Showtimes, and all it really is is you can get Showtimes on the IMDb app. So if you've got your location on, it finds oh, near the like, nearest cinemas and That's then tells clever. you what films are cool on and what thing. times. And all it is, is basically you could just Google whatever the nearest cinema is there. But this sort of does it all for you. So it, you go on IMDb, usually because you've heard of a new film coming out and you're like, oh, cool, what's this about? Blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, ah, oh, cool, what's this all about? And how can I see it? What yeah. time is it on? It, it, it's that next step for you. Um, I guess the one after that is if you press one of the opening times, does it link you through to book tickets, which I'll find out right now. 
because that would be ace. Um, you can't, but what would be good is if you could just tap on the available time and then it takes you through to a link for that cinema. Yeah, but it's still very cool. But, you know, if you just, like, commute in, quick look on INDB, like, oh, cool, these are the new films, and, yeah. Also, if the film's not out yet, so it features a lot of, like, upcoming films, it tells you its release date, and then you can plan your cinema trip around that. Amazing. Yeah, so that was my cool thing. That's my cool thing also. Happy days. I hope everyone's had a good week. Yeah. If you had a good week. Yeah. Great. What have we got? What are we going to watch this week for people to I don't know, because last week I said I was going to watch All the Boys That Love Me and I didn't. So maybe I'll watch that this week, but, you know, I don't. I hate saying, oh, I'm going to watch this because I right, might not yeah. watch it. Fair enough. Well, we're, we're definitely going to finish the uh, I'm, I'm Not, not okay, okay With That. This. that. this. <laughs> we're definitely going to finish I'm Not Okay With This. I'm going to finish that show that I started talking about. Uh, I'm going to carry on watching Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, I'll continue to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, so I'll top you up with a bit of Ru news. And um, we'll probably carry on watching The Twilight Zone because it's so darn good. Yeah, hopefully there'll be something new for us to watch. If you keep an eye on our social media, that's usually where we let you guys know what we're watching. I post a lot of news, new trailers that I'm interested in. Like there's a new film called Connected that looks super cute. Really want to go see it. It's out in October, so go and check out the trailer for that. But I think that's it for this week. Yep, that's it from us. Thank you for listening. If you could leave us a review, it helps more people find the show. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at PerfectCastPod. Or you can send us an email at theperfectcastpod at gmail.com. All links in the show notes and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye, 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 Tamagotchi. Hello. And welcome to episode 13 of the Perfect Cast. I hate this. I'm Jack. And I'm Lisa. This week, we cover Emma and Lou Paul. Plus, we also discuss the Twilight Zone. Who's this third person? (laughs) I'm not okay with this. And more. I'm silly, you're silly, we're all silly, silly. You're not singing along. I'm silly, you're silly, we're all silly, silly. I'm silly, you're silly. Shut up, Jack, I'm trying to write this. Silly, silly. Okay. See you next time. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.